This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, and you are listening to Tate Talks. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend this with me. Coming to you in this hour of Tate Talks, I'll share some inspiring words of wisdom when it comes to fault and responsibility as it relates to the world situation and your health. Are you a mom out there seeking ways to get fit or stay fit? then you definitely need to hear what I have to share with you this hour in the What Moves You segment. I also have a beautiful guided imagery meditation where I will be taking you to a serene and beautiful forest in the weekly Empty Your Cup mindfulness special. All this and more on this hour of Tate Talks. So I want to just say first off, We have a very important election coming up. It's three days away. I would just, my only message on this is vote. Make sure you vote. We live in a democracy. Please vote. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, My family, my wife and I have voted and that's it. Vote. We live in a democracy. It's a right and a privilege and you definitely should do it. I know there's record numbers of voters uh, for this election and I love that. Love that. So whatever your preference is, just make sure you vote. We live in this country where you have the ability to do so. So please do that. So with a thought to digest, uh, I like to share some inspiring words of wisdom around a quote or around a series of quotes. And this one really has to do with fault and responsibility. There's so many different things that come up that kind of stir up around fault and responsibility. And this has to do with your health because it it triggers emotion inside the body. And negative emotions can actually trigger inflammation through it inside the body. Of course, it affects your stress hormones, your cortisol levels. Uh, released by the adrenal glands, which affect your insulin levels, which affect weight gain, which affect everything, right? So our our mind and our emotions, our heart, our feelings, so important. And this concept of fault and responsibility is a really interesting one. So I have a few quotes around this. One is, your trauma is not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. So beautiful, right? Or something similar to that, you know, your injury or your, your um, even if it's not your fault, it's still your responsibility on what you do with it or what you do by it. Another one is, even if it's not your fault, it is your responsibility. And this also, there's a great little uh, clip on YouTube with Will Smith talking about fault and responsibility. And it kind of went viral. And he talks about, you know, how he, you know, loves that people have been watching this and listening to this. And he, he presents it in such a powerful and meaningful way. It might not be your fault that somebody, you know, messed up your relationship and, you know, cheated on you or went out or did all these things. 
but it's your responsibility, what you do from it. And it's, there's such power in that, right? So if we get caught up in blaming and pointing fingers and trying to find fault, there are some people, there are a lot of people that do this. Many people point fingers and blame and try to find fault in others. And they get so caught up in what happened, right? And you're kind of stuck in the past at this point. And you're stuck. And if you're stuck, then you're not moving forward. If you're stuck, then you're not healing, right? If you're stuck, then you're not having progress. And so progress equals happiness. So the important thing to do is to really to stop pointing the finger, to stop blaming and get to a point. I mean, there is a great point when you can get there to a period of forgiveness to be able to forgive, but that might come later. The first thing you have to do is really stop pointing the finger, stop with the fault and turn that finger around and point it at yourself. Okay, so this happened. What am I going to do about it? How am I going to move forward? How am I going to progress from this? And it might take a lot. It might be something terrible. It might be something extremely traumatic that somebody hurts you physically in a certain way. Uh, it might be a traumatic emotional experience. Trauma happens, right? Environmental trauma happens. It might not be your fault. I mean, there's this news right now about this terrible um, tsunami, this earthquake in the Aegean Sea and the tsunami. This is trauma. It's not your fault that that happened. But how you recover from this is your responsibility. It's so important that we understand that we need to progress. We need to move forward through these traumas. And we're tested constantly in our lives. So <clears throat> I have a story with you uh, to share with you regarding the pandemic and fault and trauma uh, in my own life and taking responsibility. And But before I get to that, actually... I'll start right in with that because there's another tip that I'd like to share with people. And I shared with some students uh, in my classes recently about how to overcome monumentous tasks <laughs> and piles and piles of homework. Uh, and so how to overcome these major challenges. So with the pandemic arriving um, in, uh, we would call it early spring or, or late winter, type of a thing. And the gyms shut down. I actually was doing really, really well with getting up and walking and running in the morning. And then after school, I would get changed and I would head over to the park and I would shoot hoops for a half hour, 45 minutes. And then I would get over to the gym and I'd put in a 30, 45 minute workout. Um, and, and I was, I was in great shape. I was doing really, really well. And I was proud of myself and when the gyms closed, I was like, okay. <laughs> so I started, you know, I actually went to a sporting goods store here in, in Palm Desert to purchase some free weights because I'm thinking like, all right, I'll get some free weights and I'll work out at home. I get there and it was a couple of days before they closed all the businesses and they were completely out of free weights 
even the super expensive one uh, where you have multiple different weights and you just kind of click them in, even those were sold out. I was trying to buy the floor model <laughs> and they wouldn't sell it to me because they said it was incomplete. It didn't have all the parts. There were pieces missing, so on and so forth. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> so I ended up buying a pull-up bar and I brought the pull-up bar home and set it up. And so I was, I was doing it. I was doing pull-ups every time I went in and out of my office because that's where I set up the pull-up bar. And so I was actually doing so many pull-ups that I had injured uh, my arm. <laughs> and so I had to take a break from the pull-ups. I don't know what happened other than teaching from home, the whole, you know, being confused by, you know, our school's going to reopen. How do I access my students? They need me, all these traumas, everything happening. And I just kind of slipped and I fell. And I started working out less and less. And I started eating not uh, in alignment with what is healthy for me and more and more. And I ended up slipping a lot and it took several months to do so. And I put on about 25 pounds during the course of the summer months and so on. And, you know, this is just me being vulnerable, me being honest with you. It happens to all of us. It happens to a, a, sh a talk show host who talks about health and wellness, <laughs> who is, uh, who I, I've won multiple awards in health and wellness. I'm certified in all these different modalities. And yes, it happens to people like myself as well. There are these traumas that occur. And I had to overcome the blame game myself. I knew I was the only problem and I was the solution. And with the weight gain and with the lack of activity, I mean, I wasn't even going for runs in the morning and I totally had the ability to do it and the time to do it. And I wasn't. And so I was stuck, right? I, you, we all get stuck. And it was just awful. School started again in the fall, distance learning it's, it's not the best. <laughs> it is not the best way to connect with your students. Uh, it's been emotionally draining to teach to a class with no cameras on, no students using their microphones. You're just teaching to a computer. And in many of the classes, some of you know, a lot of the students don't even use the chat option. It is tough. You know, and it might be different for elementary school, but in the high school realm, these are teenagers. It's it's just a different beast. It's a different animal. And so in overcoming and trying to work through this, I was going through some really low emotional points. And I know that movement allows us to overcome these things. Movement affects our mood. And so I just committed. I said, you know what? I'm going to get up every morning and just at least go for a walk. And every afternoon, I'm going to go to the basketball court and just shoot hoops. 
and started setting little mini goals for myself. And I just committed to it. I made a choice. I made a decision. And so I started doing that. And I went from a very low point emotionally. Within a week of doing that, every single day, just being outside, regardless of how hot it was, and this was still when it was, you know, 110, 112, 115 degrees, I was feeling so much better. It was amazing. After one week of doing this, by three weeks, I feel like I was emotionally back to full resiliency, to be able to handle anything that comes my way. After three weeks of just going out every day, every morning, every afternoon, it was amazing. And it could be a walk for you. It could be walking the dog. It could be walking with your family. Uh, it could be in the afternoons, you know, you could go for a little hike. You could do something. The key is, and, and I firmly believe in the power of nature and the power of being outside, as well as the power of being in the sun, it's so incredible and so healing to get outside and be, and be part of nature and to have that movement. So I'm now <clears throat> almost back. <laughs> it's been five weeks. I'm almost back to where I was before, uh, before the, the pandemic hit. And I'm doing well. And I'm really excited to share all these techniques and these ideas with you. Coming up next on Tate Talks, some fitness tips for busy moms and our weekly meditation where I bring you to a forest using guided imagery. Stay right there. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. You're listening to Tate Talks and Jason Tate. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend it with me. Uh, if you want to catch more, catch the recipes, uh, hear about new shows and new guests coming up, I have an Instagram that is just for Tate Talks. It is it is found at tatetalks.radio, and that's the uh, Instagram for this, as well as uh, finding me on Facebook, just Jason Tate, T-A-T-E. <laughs> so right now... I was just talking about fitness. I was just talking about getting outside. I was just talking about getting unstuck and getting into the movement uh, so that you can heal your mind and heal your body. And it's just amazing how movement affects your life and affects your mood and affects your ability to make healthier choices. After you go for a nice walk and you've kind of progressed to the point to where you can jog part of it and then maybe run part of it, this progression can take weeks. It doesn't matter how long it takes. What matters is that you're out there, that you're doing it. And every time you set foot outside, if you are doing walks, uh, start walking a little bit faster next time. You can even time yourself. Okay, set a baseline and then time yourself. These are some health coaching tips for you. And try and do a little bit better next time. 
right? Just a little bit better next time. So get to the point to where, and I'm doing this myself, I'm going to time myself and give myself a baseline for a one mile and then set a goal for myself. All right. So if my one mile walk and jog is, for example, let's say it's nine minutes, I want to cut it down to eight minutes or under eight minutes or, and then eventually whittle that down. I'd love to be able to run a seven minute mile. That would be a goal of mine. If it takes me six months or a year to do that, whatever it's, you know, as long as I'm getting out there, as long as I'm working on it on a regular basis, that's what matters. What I'd like to do right now is reach out to those busy moms. I'll be sharing some fitness tips for those busy moms. And I found this on, I, I did a bunch of research and I, I really like this one. There are four tips for busy moms on how to get fit with a very busy schedule. And this is found on foreverfreckled.com fitness tips for busy moms. I love this. Tip number one, set a reasonable goal that works for you. Okay. This is so important. She recommends working out maybe just three times a week, not six days a week, not seven days a week, maybe three times a week. I wouldn't recommend less than three because you're really not pushing yourself, but do set it to three times a week. Okay. With the right workouts, if you're doing this three times a week, you should actually feel it. Like you're going to get sore and you're going to feel it. And if you have time to do more than three days a week, fit in a fourth, grab an extra, grab a bonus day, right? And how good does that feel when you go above and beyond? Uh, I know this feels good when you do homework assignments and when you do when you go above and beyond, the reward is a little healthier body. This is kind of a gift that you give yourself. <laughs> Tip number two, picking the right workouts. Doing what is within your limits, what's within your body and ability. And be creative. There are, I mean, we live in this world of information, right? I mean, if you have, you know, issues with your feet or your knees, you can just search up, you know, great workouts for people that have, um, you know, bad knees, boom, tons of different workouts that you can do. If you have bad knees, you're not going to be running if you've lost all the cartilage on your knees, but riding a bike is certainly something you can do. Um, you can do stretching, you can do yoga, you can do Pilates and you can do all these things at home. Now, what if you're a busy mom and you've got kids at home? Well, this is another thing where you also get to be creative. You get to have mom time and you can kind of turn one of the bedrooms in the house uh, into your little studio for the moment, right? For the time. Also, tip number three, making the commitment, okay? I was sharing, you know, in that first segment about committing to it, making the decision of getting out every morning and every afternoon before school and after school is my schedule. But make a commitment. Find a time that really works for you. And maybe it's the time after the kids go to sleep or maybe it's the time while the kids are, you know, in their classes and occupied with their school uh, unless you need to be there to help them. So find those moments in the day that really work and make the commitment, even if it's for half an hour. And give it some time, right? Tip number four, give it time. It might take weeks. It might take months. The important thing is if you stick with it, 
if you stay on top of it, if you continue to do it day after day, you will eventually start to see the results. And you can measure these results in different ways. You can measure them with a tape measure. You can measure them with a scale. You can just measure them by looking in the mirror and seeing the difference. Stay with it and it will come. Still in this hour of Tate Talks, get comfy for your weekly meditation. I have a soothing, relaxing trip to a forest using guided imagery. Stay with me right here on Tate Talks. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. Welcome to Tate Talks. This is Jason Tate, and it is time for our weekly meditation. This is brought to you by Empty Your Cup, and I'm going to introduce you to guided imagery with a forest meditation today. So in order to really get yourself ready for this, I highly recommend that you find a nice, comfortable seated position with your feet flat on the floor, arms resting in your lap or down by your side. This is optional. You can also, of course, lay down. This is probably best uh, laying down in what we call Shavasana or corpse pose in the yoga uh, asanas and the positions. You can just lay down and just be really comfortable. And also, this is going to be done with eyes closed or eyes partially open, a soft gaze downwards. This really, it's really best to actually have your eyes closed because with guided imagery, what I'm going to do is kind of introduce all of the senses and bring you to another place. And today's place is a forest. So, With eyes closed, lying down or sitting down, we'll start with a nice, big, deep, relaxing breath. Breathing in through the nose, all the way, filling up the lungs all the way, all the way. Long, slow exhale. Very good. And you almost already feel this relaxed state from having your eyes closed. We process so much visually. We're talking millions of different stimuli every second. Closing the eyes gives you a break, gives your brain a break. That's why it feels so good to just close your eyes. Take another nice big deep breath in through the nose. Let's get some oxygen in our body. Very good, now long, slow exhale. Excellent, very nice. Now, follow along with me. I'm going to be your guide, I'm going to be your chef. You can be an amateur in the kitchen and that's okay. 
when you have a chef beside you and all the ingredients are chopped and prepped and ready and the chef just says okay put this in there and put that in there that's all you need to do is just follow instructions everybody can do this you can do this it is normal it is common to have extraneous thoughts to have distracting thoughts to hear things this is normal this is common what i will invite you to do is to just let it go thoughts may come let them come don't fight them don't resist them don't give them any attention let them just pass on by these are just a few moments just a few minutes out of your day where you just disconnect completely from everything outside of your body and you go inside and you just spend time with you i'll be your guide listening to my voice listen to the music listen to the instructions and follow your breath so we'll be breathing in through our nose for 4 seconds holding that breath for 1 and then exhaling for 6 seconds and we'll start right now inhaling for 1 2 3 4 hold exhaling 1 2 3 Exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four. Hold. Exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. One more time. In for one, two. Three, four, hold. Exhaling. One, two, three, four, five, six. Beautiful. Now, just a nice, calm, relaxing inhalation, exhalation on your part. Just whatever comes naturally to you, or you can continue with the. inhale for 4 exhale for 6 but what i encourage you to do with every breath hold that breath for just a moment and then exhale longer than your inhale this allows you to be completely relaxed and i want you now to just kind of focus on the top of your head as we move down the body just relaxing muscles throughout the body feeling this warmth and peace and relaxation moving across your scalp almost as if somebody's pouring warm water across the top of your head and you just feel this beautiful warmth and peace and relaxation relaxing the muscles around your eyes letting your eyelids just naturally close 
relaxing the muscles of your cheeks and face, and then moving down to relaxing your jaw, letting your jaw just kind of hang there. You don't need to clench your jaw, just, just let it hang. Maybe the mouth is open a little, that's perfectly normal. Great place to exhale. Feeling this warmth and peace and relaxation, almost as if somebody's kind of massaging oil into your shoulders and neck. Just letting your shoulders just drift down a little bit more. Allowing this warmth, peace and relaxation, moving down to your arms. Allowing your arms to feel warm and heavy. Heavier and heavier, warmer and more relaxed. Blood vessels dilating, allowing warm blood to reach all the way to your fingertips. In fact, your arms are feeling so warm and heavy and relaxed right now. Even if you wanted to lift them, you wouldn't be able to. They're just too warm too heavy, too relaxed. And now your heartbeat is calm and strong. As you've reached the point now where you're fully relaxed, mind is open, heart is open. And I want you to imagine taking a couple of steps now into a forest and you can hear a little crunch of some twigs underneath your feet. The sound of birds in the trees. And as you lift your head up and you start to look around and see all of these trees around you in all different areas, different sized trees, but as far as they can see, this network of trees all around you. You can see kind of the boughs, the branches and leaves just swaying very gently as birds move from tree to tree. These little sounds from the birds as they're communicating with another and feeling this warmth of sunlight across your neck, maybe across one shoulder as light comes through some of the trees in the forest. And as you take a breath, you can smell that beautiful, clean, rich forest air. You can almost taste the forest as you smell it. And as you stand there, eyes closed, head tilted back, breathing in this gorgeous, clean, beautiful air, rich with oxygen, hearing the birds around you. Maybe you can hear water. There's a little stream nearby. Such serenity, such peace in this moment. Feeling this energy of the forest, the cleanliness, the purity of nature. 
Nature knows only love. This ability to give the gift of life, become part of this. And as you are exchanging carbon dioxide and oxygen with the environment around you, and it's becoming part of your body, you too are also sharing your molecular structure with the forest, giving back to the forest. Realizing at this moment, this is what it's about. This beauty, this appreciation of beauty in nature, in yourself. Feeling a great sense of gratitude that you are here to experience this life. Taking a nice big deep breath in through the nose, all the way, all the way, all the way. Long, slow exhale. That beautiful, clean forest air. One more time. Nice, big, deep breath. Filling up your lungs all the way. Long, slow exhale. And as you're exhaling, gently letting your eyelids rise. Coming back to the present moment after being gently transported somewhere else. So with your eyes open now, I'm welcoming you back to the state of consciousness, the state of you being here. And I just want to say that this is guided imagery, a powerful way to bring guided imagery into your life is to listen to, if you're going to do a forest guided imagery, listen to sounds from the forest. If you want to go to a beach, listen to sounds of the beach. And you can meditate on these places. And if you've been to places like this, you'll actually experience them. You'll smell them, you'll feel them, you'll see them. All of these senses you can bring in through guided imagery. Stay right there. I've got an important question for you. Job versus career. What's the difference? We discuss this and more in my next segment on Tate Talks. Thank you. I'll see you very soon. Stay right there. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, and you're listening to Tate Talks. Thank you so much for taking this time, and I really hope you enjoyed that guided imagery meditation where we went to the forest. If you missed it, and if you miss any of my shows or episodes, you can catch them at tatetalks.radio on Instagram. You can also listen to them on podcast. Uh, you can catch the podcasts on all the major podcasts as far as iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn. You can go directly to the iHub 
uh, radio, iHubRadio.com website and open my Tate Talks show page. See all of the other amazing shows that are brought to you by iHub Radio as well. And you can go directly to tate-talks.captivate.fm for a complete list of all 27 of my shows. This is number 28. Uh, and yeah, that's where you can catch them. And I've been doing meditation during the second hour of my show for the last several months. And I feel like it's been a beautiful way to bring Empty Your Cup, uh, the segment, to you, the listener. A lot of people love the meditation, so I really enjoy doing it as a gift for you and and for me as well. I, I feel it. I kind of just go with my gut <laughs> on how the meditations go. So I want to talk about health. Imagine that. <laughs> I want to talk about occupational health. All right. Uh, this is a social and emotional component as well. So we'll call it social, emotional, occupational health, SEO. And I want to ask you the question, and, and I did this with my students this week because I'm in a unit with my 10th graders, my sophomores, 15 and 16-year-olds, and we're talking about careers. And I'm teaching pre-med students, so students that want to go into anything in healthcare. And we're doing career exploration. And I just, I was introduced to a couple of videos on a website called vimeo.com. And this first one is called Success in the New Economy by Brian Y. Marsh. And I have to say, it really flipped things on its head for me. And it brought to light so many amazing concepts that I hadn't thought of before. And I was so fortunate to come across this resource to be able to share it with my students. So I want to ask and have a conversation with my producer, John. John, how would you describe job versus career to somebody? Well, I imagine that uh, a job is, if I were going to differentiate between the two, that yeah. a, a job would be something that you do a specific task um, at an employer or not. Uh, it could be volunteer. Um, but a career is where you have, I would think, a goal in mind to grow within a sector or an industry uh, and, and to plan your stepping stones along that route so that you continue to grow um, while on the path to whatever you're hoping to eventually get to. Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned stepping stones. Uh, when I asked my students, of course, they responded a little different than you uh, because you're a grown adult and you've had uh, careers in your life already. I've, I'm in my second career, uh, but it was kind of the same message. You know, a job is something you do in order to get to your career or sometimes those stepping stone jobs. I had many jobs. You know, I worked at one point, I worked at a retail clothing store in the mall. That's not a career for me. That was a job for me. You know, it was something to help me make enough to 
pay the pay the bills, whatever bills I had as a college student. Um, but my career, you know, I actually had a career in retail sales in the jewelry industry. And then I went on to a career in education. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of am in this transition career between education and information sharing uh, through Tate Talks and through public speaking adventures, uh, many different things with that type of career. And so what's something that really stood out for me, uh, and I shared the links with John. I don't know. John, are you able to share those links on the Facebook Live? Are we doing that right now? We're not doing uh, the video feed. This, okay, okay. Uh, until I'll definitely, I'll share these links um, in the podcast. So when you tune into the podcast, you can click on these links and you'd be able to watch these videos. One is about nine minutes or eight and a half minutes long. The other one's less than five minutes. But it really kind of flips things on its head. I was sharing these videos with my students and it generated some beautiful discussion. One example was that you, you know, a lot of people chase the money, right? So when comparing a job as an electrician versus a job as a business manager, you're looking at the average of around 51,000 a year for an electrician with with over 100,000 a year, maybe 105,000 a year for a business manager. But what if your skills align you perfectly to be an amazing electrician? What if you miss that because you think, oh, they make half as much? I'm not going to do that. And you completely set that aside. But what if you were going to be an amazing electrician? Then you need to kind of look at the top range of what the top electricians make, and it's closer to 90000 a year. And what if you would actually make a terrible business manager? It's really not suited for your character strengths and your personality and your natural skills and abilities. So you would look at kind of the lower range of what a business manager would make, and that's closer to around 50000 So, you know, we make these snap decisions about jobs and careers, and I loved how during the break there, the commercials were about jobs and careers and STEM, and it, it was just kind of perfect how it segued right into that. So I want to impress upon you, no matter what age you are, we kind of just get this one life, really, to look back and say, did I live the life that I that I, sh- that I wanted to live? Did I live the life I should have lived? Do I have any regrets? Did I participate in a career that fed my soul? Did I do something that I would do for free because I love it so much? And that's a really important question to ask yourself. If you're a young person, it's all about exploring your abilities, your skills, your talents, whatever those things are, and finding careers that align with that because regardless of what you do in your life in the future, if you do something that feeds your soul, you're going to be much happier and much healthier in your life. And so this is what I wish for all of you. Tate Talks is here at iHub Radio every Saturday and on all major podcasts to provide current up-to-date information with regard to health and wellness, to inform and inspire you to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week 